0: Joe's microphone sounds really bad in this episode. It's not my fault, um, but it's something that's getting sorted. So just for this episode, pretend it's not happening um, and enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First.
1: Hi, Hannah.
0: Hi. I have a boring to pick with you. Yes, I know that you're obsessed with
1: Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, but (laughs) I saw recently that he glassed himself and split his eyebrow open.
0: So stupid! I saw
1: Megan Fox reacted to it It was like, "What the hell." And I just think we just need to cancel them from this show. I, yes. Enough. I
0: agree. Yeah, I I think it's going it, too weird. <laughs> it's just too chaotic for me. Mm. I, I'm 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 a simple. I'm simple now. Yeah. I like simple simple yeah. things in life and it's too it's just too the energy is just yes. too chaotic for me and it's making me stressed out. And I did start his um documentary. I think it's on Disney. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't want to be rude, but, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm going to be. <laughs> Go so on.
0: he was playing this new pop punk. He he moved into pop punk music. Mm. don't know why I'm saying mm. it like that. It's, like, allegedly he, mm. he does pop punk music. Anyway, he played it for, like, the studio, like, execs, I think, or, like, the, to a room of people from the studio, yeah. and everyone was just, like, had like the most like no one cared like everyone was looking on their phones and he got up like everyone was listening but like not obviously not that engaged and he got up on the table and starts like de- like going crazy in this like studio meeting okay. it was really odd I don't think I'll be watching that I've I've <laughs> got to be honest like most of the I only watched 30 minutes of it and probably 80% was like me having to listen to punk music okay. I don't enjoy not like genre. I'm, I'm not a fan of his music at all I think I I think that they did the GQ interview and I really was vibing their vibe. But yeah, I had to turn that documentary off. There wasn't yeah. enough romance for me. It yeah. was mostly mostly music I don't enjoy. And um yeah, I think they've, you know, all the like blood drinking yeah. and and yeah, it's and all the just glassing. Bit... yeah. I think we'll just we'll just leave them for now and, yeah. and maybe we we'll regroup at some <laughs> other point. <laughs> Can but... I be honest with you? I I don't think they're gonna last. Oh, <laughs> That's
1: bold. That's really bold. yeah. No,
0: I, I just yeah. I, I don't I don't know about. I don't know if that. I think it's got too much passion. Well, That's, you know what?
1: Let's revisit them when they break yeah, up. Okay, okay. How
2: About that,
0: <laughs> I called it. I yeah. called it. What are your
1: thoughts um, on Margot Robbie and um, Ryan Gosling in Barbie? Um, I don't think he's a suitable uh, person to play Ken. I see. I don't find him attractive.
0: I. Do find him attractive, but what I like about him is he's, he's like a bit like alternative and like yes. a bit. He's not mainstream enough to be. He's Ken. not mainstream enough. Totally. To be Ken. Yes,
1: I think totally. she's perfect, for, perfect Barbie. for Barbie. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, yes, there's been some very funny memes going around about um, mm. the potential sex scenes in that movie, but I'm very. He doesn't have a. Sense. He doesn't.
0: He. Yeah. Well, neither he's of them have. Flat. Yeah, yeah, neither of them got... have genitals. <laughs> um, so it'd be interesting.
1: Um, but, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I just don't think he was cast right. Who would have been? I reckon Zach Efron would have been better for Ken.
0: Mm, interesting. A young, they needed like a young Brad Pitt, really. Yeah, yes. Who's And the blonde does not
1: suit him at all.
0: No, not at all. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I love um, Greta Gerwig, who's directing it. Kind of off-brand for her to do a Barbie movie, Mm. Um, but she's amazing. Like I love her movies, but I thought that's a weird like her doing a Barbie movie. Anyway, there must be some depth to it because if she's if if Greta Gerwig's doing the movie, it must have some depth in it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know when it comes out, but yeah, I'll be watching for that one. Yeah. Uh, What's on uh, this? week's episode Joe.
1: So today we're chatting to Dr. Lucinda about what to do when you accidentally burn yourself on a heat tool. <laughs> we are then talking about how to look after your skin in winter and of course our products we didn't know we needed. So it's been a little while between recordings with our favorite resident GP Dr. Lucinda. How are you? Oh hey guys, I'm good thanks. Joining us all the way from the UK, she's on holidays but she's given up her time to chat to us today about burns so we'll jump straight into it so that we don't waste your holiday time.
2: Oh, you guys aren't wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure, thanks for having me on.
1: <laughs> so I know that we've all probably burnt ourselves at some point with the heat tool, particularly when styling our hair I know that when I was on schoolies, we went with like my group of girlfriends and then there was a group of guys that we knew that were staying across the hall from us and one of the guys was annoyed that none of us were giving him attention. He was obviously drinking and he clamped a straightener onto his wrist. Oh. And it, Oh, my God,
0: the burn! I Why was, did he do that? Just
1: because we weren't giving him attention. He was drunk, you know, stupid oh. 18-year-old.
0: Really anyway, stupid. so he obviously
1: was drunk enough that he didn't realise how much it was hurting. Wow. And um oh. yeah, left it on there for a number of seconds. And for days after, I was like doing first aid on it. Because I was like, that is an infection risk.
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. I can't leave
1: that. That's um,
2: horrendous.
1: So, yeah, but I'm sure that we've at least nicked ourselves with a, a curling wand or a straightener.
0: I had a quite a bad burn. Did you? So I don't know how it got on my cheek. Mm. I think it was a, I had that um, a curling wand, and I must have like, but I must have held it there for longer than I than I thought I did because I had like um, a really big scab on my on my face. Gosh. Ouch! Oof, um, I yeah. Like I, I've seen uh, a lot of people uh, get them on their neck, and it looks yeah, like because it's <laughs> that's what I did. They're, they're like it's two hundred and twenty <laughs> degrees yeah, on your face, it's hot. like it's hectic really
2: hot absolutely nuts and that's the thing like with these kind of products like just in order to get a burn like a really significant one you only need it to be on your skin for like a second if it's above mm. 69 degrees celsius and like you said it's like 250 yeah your lucky
0: number Hannah. my lucky number <laughs> oh
2: my gosh <laughs> that's hilarious so what
0: type of
1: burn would it generally be like if you've left it on your skin for long enough to be feeling pain and that like that burn sensation afterwards is it a third degree burn
2: look you it's usually a first degree usually mm-hmm. um and the, so there's three types of burns for so first degree burn which is just the top layer of skin so the epidermis that's normally like pink to red might be a little bit moist can be painful doesn't blister and then there's a the second degree burn when it just goes down into uh, the deeper, well, one of the next layer of skin called the dermis. And then that one definitely gets into the blistering, blistering kind of territory. The third degree burn is like super rare. That's like, um, that's really serious kind of burn um mm. so you don't usually see any of those alongside sort of hair straighteners or that kind of thing yeah have you guys ever had a blister with it or did that guy have a blister yeah I've
1: actually burnt my thumb recently yeah. um I think it was on this side I burnt my thumb recently with a curling wand yeah. and it did get a little blister on it it was just like I touched it for a second and it just blistered up a little bit and I've still got a bit of like post-inflammatory erythema like where the um
2: was. Yeah, these things are so hot now. They're not like back mm. in the day when we used to have our babyliss hair straighteners and like it was yeah. like barely hot, went <laughs> to fifty degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took like two hours to straighten the hair.
0: <laughs> what was the really thick straightener? I can, think that was babyliss for me, anyways. It was massive. Oh no, it was like a toaster. But I mean, I used to use a, I used to use an iron. Yeah,
2: uh an actual iron. That was yeah, yeah, like for the clothes. That,
0: like- yes oh my god yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) it would probably be more effective But my god if the steam was on (laughs) um um,
0: so back to like treating burns is um is icing it bad and like how would you kind of If you burnt yourself, what's the best way to treat it?
2: It's a really interesting one because I think um, classically, I think we've all been taught like, you know, get the ice pack out of the freezer, get the frozen peas, chuck it right on and go for it. But actually um, the studies actually show that that can lead to an ice burn Um, Mm. so like you know ideal temperature for the you know basically if you get this um, if you can run it under like cool water or like a bath or something like that you know just do that and do that for like 10-15 minutes the studies show like you know ideal temperature for water is anywhere between 15 degrees celsius and two it doesn't need to be any it doesn't need to be really really cold like room temperature water is fine Um, But like if it's on the face or on the neck or somewhere it's really hard to get, get a cloth, soak it in water and just leave it on and do that for 20 minutes. And when you feel it sort of getting to room temperature again, soak it again, put it back Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's so important is because it helps... um, the prevents of the wound from going to the deeper layers of skin or gives you the best chance of doing so and that sort of all helps with the healing process in the end and reducing limiting the risk of scarring and blistering etc so mm-hmm. it's really it's I know it sounds tedious and I know we've all been there like gosh do I have to be here for
0: like yeah. 20
2: minutes but please do and do it as soon as you possibly can obviously make the area safe if that's an issue like turn the straighter is off unplug it or whatever in case you've got kids around and you don't want them to burn themselves and everything just after you've done that sort of cooling period um, just clean it with a little bit of soapy water and pat it dry don't wipe it because you don't want to sort of irritate it further just pat it dry And then you can get into things like the burn cream um, because you want to keep it moist. You don't want to dry it up because that's going to sort of lead to more scarring than potentially afterwards. And so you can use like burn ointments. I've tried a couple uh, because like, you know, this happens, you burn yourself and everything multiple different ways. So burn aid's pretty good. That's what I was going to say. I use that one
0: for uh, tattoo removal because that blisters that that was the last time i did it yeah and the burn aid's really
2: good it is good if you're up for it you can get a prescription for something called flamazine I honestly love that stuff. Um, I can't remember how I did this. I think I, you know, like got something from a kettle or something and it was really hot and I touched it, it was mm. boiling oh it was something from the microwave. Oh, it was like a, a metal mug or something. I didn't mm. realise. So I touched that and it came out of the microwave, it was burning. Lucky I was at work, so I got mate to prescribe it for me. And um, basically it didn't blister. And that actually was wow. a miracle. Um, it mm-hmm. really should have blistered given how bad it was and the areas that I'd missed with the, with not using flamazine did actually blister. So ah. if you, if you know, you flamazine's great, I, mm-hmm. I can't rate it enough. And then there's obviously some other things if you want, you know, like more natural things and there's like aloe vera gel, which does have some evidence for it. It's a really interesting kind of component. I won't go into detail with that but it's interesting um so those are the kind of things I'd be ideally reaching out for oh and the only thing to mention about the aloe vera gel um if you're not going to like crack open a fresh bit of aloe vera from home because we all have (laughs) um um, it's a good idea to have one though if you can but um just make sure the gel is a hundred percent, and mm. because so many of them have ten percent, or they even contain alcohol, mm. which is a very oh, bad yes. idea to be okay. putting on your burns. Mm. Okay, yeah. so you
0: wouldn't want to put aloe with alcohol on sunburn, would you? No, no,
2: no. They're just okay. ridiculous. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I do that or use those kind of things until it stops hurting. And then you can swap to things like uh, petroleum jelly, like Vaseline, or hydrogel, or silicon gel, things like that. Um, Yeah, just to like help with the healing process. The last thing to do is to keep it covered um, in that sort of process as well. Non-stick dressing, you do not want it sticking, obviously. Sometimes you can put like a little bit of gauze on it, or just, um, you want to also like a little bit of it. So I, I usually stay away from waterproof dressings. Um, mm-hmm. I like a little bit of it going through and you've got the moisture mainly from the gels or the, you know that specific sort of ointment or something that you're using.
1: So how long should it take to heal?
2: Like everyone is totally different. Now, if you've got a first degree burn, can take up to two weeks. If it's a second degree burn, can take up to four weeks. It, it really varies. And it really also depends on what you've done. So if, you've, hmm. if you've, you've done all of those sort of methods, you've got the best chance of healing, the, the best chance of having uh, less of um, a scar or pigmentation um, long term.
1: And it would do, would it depend on where you burnt yourself as well? Like your face might tend to scar more than if you burnt, like you know, the back of your hand or something.
2: It absolutely. It is actually really interesting. Everyone has different healing properties as well, and um, you know, some people find that if they burn the face, like the the face can heal its skin potentially a lot better than other areas. Um, mm. And so, yeah, it, it's a very individual. Kind of um, approach really to that. Mm. But there's a couple of things that you probably should avoid doing as well if you get a burn whilst it's sort of healing. Um, So avoid putting on makeup, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because that can really increase the risk of infection and delay wound healing. Uh, So if you really, really have to put makeup on, you can get hydrocolloid dressings like the Duoderm Extra Thin Single Dressing is really good from whichever chemist. Um, So you put that on and then you can put makeup on top if you really, really, really have to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then otherwise, you know, if you do get a blister, do not pop the blister. That thing is full of beautiful um, sort of healing liquid to try and sort of, you know, I've never heard someone describe a blister as beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such a miraculous sort of invention by the body just to really, you know, help things go. I know it's really tempting, but just let it do its job. It will then discharge naturally when it's ready. If you do prematurely blister, just you know clean it very gently um, and just you know leave it be. Just try and keep it clean and, and dry as much as mm-hmm. possible. And yep, don't if you've got antibiotic ointment around the house, don't don't use it just without medical advice. Mm-hmm. There is no need to be putting that on, especially a first degree burn. If you are, we'll go into like when to sort of see a doctor later, but those are the type of things that I would say just avoid also with, with burn stuff. And, and, you know, like lotions and perfumes and stuff like that, just use these. Sort of yeah, type of
1: don't get carried away.
2: Don't get <laughs> carried away, yeah, please. <laughs> so I guess um, when it comes to scarring, um, and this goes to most things as well, you know, even if you get a cut or something like that, uh, first of all, you know, everyone is very different when it comes to their type of scarring with pigmentation or with thick, the thickness level of the scar. But generally speaking, you kind of know where you're at at about sort of three months, um, if it's still present or if it's not. And if it's there at three months, really, it could be up to 18 months before you really know if it's a long term scar and how it's looking. Mm. So this is where, like, if you are worried about scarring and there's still elements of it, it's so, so important to continue applying the scar gels or, you know, even just, um, you know, some people use bio oil. Some people, this is after it's fully sort of healed Do you want to put bio oil on otherwise so I wouldn't touch it. Um, the key thing is moisturization. Moisture and massage, those are the things that aid with scarring in relation to injuries. And so that's kind of where you're looking at for scarring.
1: And SPF is an important component of
2: scarring, isn't it? Absolutely huge. It's Really, really important. So this this sort of new skin that's sort of coming out is it's kind of just think of it as baby skin. It's very fragile. You want to nurture mm-hmm. it. And the first three to six months after you get a burn, you know, you're at your highest risk of um, increased pigmentation and thickening of the scar with sun exposure. Is much mm-hmm. more sensitive to UV radiation from the sun. So straight up, you want to try and avoid any sun exposure to that area. And once it's healed, that's when you. Can can put on um, the SPF at least factor 30 um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just to try and avoid it. And yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really vital.
0: And um, at what point should you go and see a GP?
2: So, If you're worried, the same with everything. If you're worried about something, come and see us. We would rather you see us and us tell you that everything's okay rather Mm -hmm. than you being like, oh, continuously concerned about it and Googling everything because that doesn't help anyone. (laughs) Um, Obviously, if it's also like, if it's quite big, so if it's like bigger than um, a 50p coin, you know, you can go and see. If it's in a weird sensitive area as well or if your treatments don't seem to be helping Or if it's like any signs of infection and that's things like getting really red, swollen, quite warm to touch, any of those things. But generally speaking, if you're worried, you just go and see them. Um, but mm-hmm. most of these like first degree burns at least uh, can be managed at home with with these kind of managements
1: well that's i think all the questions we had to ask you about burns um we'll certainly be coming to you if either of us burn our faces before mm-hmm. our wedding day or mm-hmm. some oh, other important bless you. event <laughs> you'll be prescribing <laughs> us whatever
2: that <laughs> um, prescription <laughs> box. flamazine beautiful yeah, flamazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks
1: for joining us again
2: dr yeah. lucinda pleasure thanks for having me and take care everyone
1: so Hannah I've been getting asked a lot on Instagram what Mm -hmm. to do for very dry skin a lot of people are suffering this year with very dry Mm. flaky just hard to hydrate skin like nothing they're using is working so I've kind of got my list my definitive list of winter skincare tips that I'm going Grace. to share. And I've posted this on Instagram before, but for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram and haven't seen this, it'll be news to you. But I've got my little list. So starting with, I reckon you could probably tell me this one yourself, avoiding super hot showers.
0: Mm, so well, that, as uh, much as they're a, beautiful. That's a cross for me. That's yeah.
1: A- <laughs> I love a super hot, a hot shower. shower. I'm exactly the same. Everybody loves a, or super, a super hot, hot shower. Bath. Who doesn't? Mm. Like it's so mm. nice, especially in the southern states where it gets so cold.
0: Sometimes I have a a bath that's so hot that I feel nauseous after I get head spins. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Don't do that, everyone.
0: Um, Don't
1: recommend that. But it can really be quite dehydrating. And so it's not the best thing to do for your skin. You'll often find when you get out of a really hot shower, a really hot bath, your skin feels kind of like itchy and tight. That's Mm -hmm. not a good sign. That's screaming out for some hydration. So try and avoid super, super hot showers and baths. Obviously, you're not going to have a cold shower, but just mm-hmm. within a reason, you know, Yeah. Um, consider getting a humidifier because the dry air, the really dry, cold air can sometimes be what's contributing to having super, super dry, hard to hydrate skin. Um, so having a little humidifier in your bedroom might help. But also you've got to consider some other things if you've got a humidifier, like making sure it's not too damp in a certain room. And it's kind of, yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's something to consider if you're really struggling. Um, Make sure you are supporting your skin with ingredients like vitamin E, ceramides and essential fatty acids, because they're all going to support your skin's barrier and they're all going to support exactly what's going on under the skin to make sure it keeps hydrated. Um, So your barrier is probably the most important thing for you to keep supported when you've got really, Mm -hmm. really dry skin, because if you've impaired your barrier, all of that water loss is just going straight out. Like you're putting hydration back in, it's just going straight back out. So Mm -hmm. if you are experiencing super dry skin, I would say that it is probably likely you're experiencing an impaired barrier to some degree. Uh, next is adding a facial oil into your routine. Now, Oof. I love a facial oil and I'm quite fussy with my facial oils. But Why are they so hard to apply? <laughs> so I think my tip of mixing it in with your moisturiser is the best. I know, best. that like, does work. That I does genuinely work. think that does work. But they're also, sometimes I just use it straight over a serum instead of a moisturiser. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like I'll just put a heap of oil over the top. And it's probably not something you want to put on right before you go to bed because you'll end up with that residue on your pillow. Mm, Um, But if you put it on and you're awake for a couple more hours or even half an hour, honestly, it'll probably absorb into your skin. Um, But a facial oil, because if you're thinking about dryness and dehydration, your dehydration is a lack of water and the dryness is a lack of oil. So you want to be Mm -hmm. replenishing the skin with oils so that it can function at its best. Um, so definitely a facial oil. I really like um I have a habitual beauty one which isn't stocked at a door, but that's really, really nice. Love the Dermalogica Fighter Replenish Oil. Um, mm-hmm. the Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Oil is also really nice. Do you have any oils that you're using at the moment?
0: Um, I I'm not using any oils at the moment, but I really like I was using it for a while, the ordinary Marula oil. Mm, that's a popular one. Yeah. It's um quite light. Yeah.
1: Next is cleansers. So you can swap your usual cleanser for an oil or a cream cleanser if your skin is drier than normal. So they won't strip away the excess oils that you kind of need to remain on the skin. Um, Something like a gel or a foaming cleanser is probably stripping more oil away than needs to be removed, especially if you're dry. So try and use hydrating cleansers where you can.
0: What about... um... If, you've, if you're experiencing really dry skin, should you stop using if you're using like um, an AHA cleanser? Is that something that you should avoid? So I was going to mention
1: that I do still recommend using a gentle chemical exfoliant, maybe a lactic acid, mm-hmm. because your lactic acid still hydrates the skin at the same time. But it's giving that gentle exfoliation so that those products can still get into the skin. Because if you've got heaps of dry skin on the surface, it's kind of hard for those topical ingredients and products to get through.
0: I actually have my favourite. Have you used um, the Alpha H, is it Glow Getter? Um, Generation Glow. Generation Glow. Yeah, it's um, nice. That one, have you, that's really nice because it's gentle, but it's also hydrating. And the Ordinary have a 5% lactic
1: acid as well, which could be a good option too, just to make sure you're still encouraging that cell turnover, but you're not going to be causing any irritation or, you know, going overboard or over exfoliating. My next tip is to make sure you're looking at your serums with a suitable moisturiser. So a lot of us will need to switch moisturisers from summer to winter if we have quite a big seasonal shift. So in Melbourne, for us, it's f***ing hot in summer and it's freezing in winter. So mm. you're probably using more of a gel moisturiser in summer. And in winter, you probably need something much richer to make sure you're you know, creating more of an occlusive barrier that's going to keep everything in and keep all of the cold and wind out uh, and make sure you're not losing too much water. So I would recommend if you are in a climate where the seasonal shift is quite significant and the weather is very, very different and your skin is not behaving, maybe try switching up that skincare and using richer, more hydrating ingredients. Did you change your moisturizer, Hannah?
0: Hmm, Well, you just use use a
1: rich
0: one all year round, even though it's not. No, to be to be fair, I actually in I've 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 actually stopped doing that. Mm. Um, I actually use like a gel for the daytime, but usually like a gel with hyaluronic acid that's like plumping and hydrating. Um, The two that I love is the Dermalogica Biolumin C and the Harder Labo Gel Plumping Cream. Mm -hmm. But then always like at night, I'll use like a, a richer moisturizer. Yeah. Like a night cream because like it's just those rich, those rich creams on oily skin. You just, it doesn't look good during the day.
1: Yeah. And look, oilier skins might be fine with a gel moisturizer all year round, but don't forget oily skins can get dehydrated as well.
0: Yeah. My skin definitely in winter feels a lot tighter than it usually would. Like it gets that really tight, uncomfortable feeling in winter.
1: And that's a really telltale sign of dehydration. So just because your skin is oily doesn't mean that you're incapable of having dehydrated skin, dehydration and dryness are separate concerns entirely. So that's important to remember as well. You're not in this exclusive club of always being, you know, a dewy dumpling. Um, Mm -hmm. You can be dehydrated too. And then my last tip that I was going to recommend was opting for a hydrating overnight mask on top of your moisturizer if you are super dry and I'm particularly referring to a specific mask, which you know what it's going to be. It's a spec probiotic mask, which I absolutely love. But I also am kind of
0: referring to barrier creams here as well. Do you put that over your skincare?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I layer a thick layer on, leave it on overnight and wake up the next day. And I'm like, oh.
0: I have one that I love too. I've got the PCA. Oh, the PCA
1: hyaluronic acid overnight mask. That's really nice. It's not... Uh, it's not an occlusive mask. It's more of like a no. hydrating, serum y texture, almost silicony, but not. It's really, really nice. Mm. Um, but if you were super dry, flaky, that's probably not going to do the trick. But it is a beautiful mask. I agree. The probiotic mask is definitely hands down my favorite. There are heaps of overnight masks on the market, but you could also use a more of a barrier product like Eater Skin Food, La Roche posay Cicaplast B5. Um, the Avène um, the Murad, one that you love, Ooh, the balm. Yeah, the
0: recovery, the recovery yeah. balm. That's my favorite. So you can
1: just throw those over your
0: moisturizer. Oh, that recovery balm. Oof, I miss yeah. it. I went through yeah. two tubs so quickly. Did you? <laughs>
1: yes. Wow, I loved it. Is it. Nice. I couldn't yeah. stop
0: using it. It is very yeah. nice super hydrating. So
1: they're my tips. And I wanted to recommend some of my favorite winter products because these are just things that I absolutely have to have in my little lazy Susan in my bathroom. The Alpha H Vitamin E, I think is their most underrated product. I absolutely love that. The CeraVe hydrating cleanser for those that are a bit more on a budget and they don't want to swap out their regular, more expensive cleanser. The probiotic mask, of course, I've already recommended that. Ciccaplast B5, I just think everyone needs to have in their routine at some point, whether it's post-procedure, winter, your skin's having a meltdown. It's just good to have. Did you see
0: what Ma- Martha just posted about that? She Did was she? raving. Oh, shit. Now it's going to be sold oh. out everywhere.
1: Um, and then the other two things that we mentioned were the Alpha H Generation Glow, which I had on my list, and the Habitual mm. Beauty Facial, which we don't stock, but I do really love the Dermalogica one and the Kiehl's one as well. So, and you said the ordinary, so that normal mm-hmm. oil is very popular and it's an affordable option too. So you don't have to go spending a shit ton of money on winter skincare, but I think just having a couple of crucial items that are going to replace lost moisture and just, you know, give you your supple, bouncy skin back they're good to have on rotation.
0: Another option is mm-hmm. um, leave for winter, which is what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If budget <laughs> isn't an issue,
0: guys, um, you could also do that. <laughs> I'm still going to be working. I'm just not going to be working from the cold of yeah. Melbourne. No, that's uh, or fair. I, I, I guess people up north probably don't experience this as much as we do. Exactly. And so
1: this content is really specific to those probably <laughs> – Maybe (gasps) Sydney and lower. Like under Sydney, all of us are like, oh, it's freezing. Above that, they're Mm. like, ah, it's a little bit fresh. It's still got a T-shirt on. So this isn't as relevant to them. And to be honest, we probably should do more content for those dealing with humidity, but we just don't experience it day to day. (sighs) So maybe while you're in Bali or Thailand, you can do a bit of humidity-proofing makeup and skincare content um, for those that are in more tropical climates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's my winter
0: skincare tips. So, thank you, Joe. You're welcome. So, product we didn't know we needed. Um, so, we interviewed Katie Jane Hughes on this podcast a while ago. And then I was waiting to talk about this because it wasn't on the website. So, it's the Spectrum and Katie Jane Hughes collaboration. Mm. So, on the website, you would be, it doesn't actually say Katie Jane Hughes in the product, it says Spectrum X. KJH. It is a 25 piece uh, brush set, pro brush set. I just opened mine the other
1: day and I
0: pick. I used all
1: the brushes on my mum.
0: Oh, that's yeah. so cute! What? Okay, there's a couple of things I love about it. Um, firstly, it is like a what color is that again? That's like an army green, khaki green, and gold. They're beautiful. Gold and, and white it also bristles. has like a white bristles. Yeah. Um, basically, you've got. I would say in terms of like our uh, eyes, you would not need any other yeah. eye brushes. Literally, if you've just got into doing like. Eye makeup, and you're like you're doing YouTube tutorials. I think I got a different set. Yours looks
1: really extensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't Did get all those. That?
1: Yeah, that well, is just
0: for art. Or yeah, that, okay. That looks like she's nailed you know, that. On that one. It is limited edition, but it's still on the website. Um, And they are synthetic bristles. To be honest with you, I I don't know what your view is, but I prefer synthetic. I find. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really prefer them. I find they're really soft they're so easy to clean like especially for me if like i'm traveling or whatever it's just i have one of those cinema secrets in a spray bottle mm-hmm. and i just like spray it and clean it you can go and have a look at watch because i probably wouldn't know what each of these brushes do so yeah. if you go onto the website you can kind of find out but there's at least of, 10 or 12 brushes that hannah's holding two, up right two, now three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen 15. that's 16 eye brushes wow <laughs> yeah so it's that's a lot and great. then you've also got you've also got um here are the complexion um, yeah. brushes as well and the other thing is it comes in a like its own stand so it comes in this kind of like looks like a pleather yeah and then it and then it's like you can travel with it so yes. it has like a little plastic cover That's as so well good. anyway it is priced at 267 dollars which for 25 brushes is very reasonable yeah and honestly, absolutely Basically, it has everything that you would need um, to do your makeup and it's like very extensive on the Mm. eye brushes. Yeah. What's your product today, Joe?
1: Oh, I've been waiting so long to talk about this. Um, So, this product just came into stock recently. It's the Kerastase Chroma Absolute Shampoo called the balm if you haven't um purchased <laughs> anything from Kerasas, the balm means shampoo and the fondant means um conditioner fondant. yeah, yeah <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> um so i've been using the shampoo and conditioner uh for quite a few i reckon i would have been using this for maybe two months now um mm-hmm. so i got the samples quite early and i am extremely fussy with shampoos because my hair is so fine and If I use a new shampoo and after one wash, I can feel residue, I'm never using it again. Like, sorry, that's a waste of my time. I've just washed my whole hair. I'm not going through that again. So when I find a really good shampoo, I really stick to it and I struggle Mm -hmm. to leave it behind. So I struggle to get out of my... Virtue recovery shampoo funk. And I, I thought, I need to branch out. This is my job. I've got to be trying other things. Yes. So I had agree. to agree.
0: It's your job to branch it's my job. out and yeah. be a. And it's hard because yeah.
1: I like my routine. I like my same yeah. products, but started using this. It is amazing. And I got one mm-hmm. of my friends to buy it as well because I was like, you've got the same hair as me. You need it. It's amazing. So it's for sensitized or damaged color treated hair that's fine. So it says it's an ultra protecting. And highly nourishing shampoo for over-coloured, damaged and sensitive hair and ideal for fine hair and great for those and great for hair that's been coloured or bleached one too many times. So if that's Mm -hmm. you, it's probably suitable. Now, my hair isn't overly damaged, but I just find that heavy shampoos really leave a residue in my hair and they weigh it down. This absolutely does not do that. It leaves my hair feeling really airy and light and properly cleansed not dry, haven't had any scalp issues from using this. And I think you'll agree with me, like Kerastase is just gold standard of hair care. You love Kerastase as well. Um, This is just, I I love it. It smells amazing, great texture, foams up really well. The um, fondant or conditioner (laughs) uh, is also really nice. I, I feel like it could be a bit thicker, but I think it's been made that way for fine hair. Like my hair Mm. could probably take something a little bit richer in a conditioner, Um, but beautiful fragrance. Um, The man friend commented on how nice my hair smells. So, um, yeah, and frizz under control on the ends when I dry it off. Um, Definitely recommend if you've got quite damaged fine hair, and you're looking for a new shampoo to change your life, this is probably it.
0: I think um, Chantelle Otten is the new face of it.
1: Yeah, she is actually. She's be, yeah. be perfect because her hair is like always it's very coloured. fine, yeah, and coloured, yeah. Yep. Yeah, she is yep. actually the perfect person for it. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend, but look, it's Kerastase. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's expensive. She's bougie. You're probably going to be saving up for this one. Um. The shampoo itself is $50.
0: But if you're a Kerastase fan... Um, yeah, you'll know what we mean when we oh, say If you're a cast fan, you already know what we're dealing with. Yeah.
1: The conditioner is fifty two. the shampoo mm-hmm. is fifty. there's mm-hmm. a another version of the shampoo in a rich version. that's also mm-hmm. fifty. Then there's a mask, there's a treatment spray and there's also a mm-hmm. gloss, which I actually haven't mm. used yet, and I will report back on that, but it's a gloss that you put in to enhance shine. so, uh, which you definitely lose if you've got colour-treated hair. You find that your hair goes super dull.
0: What I would say is like in terms of like Kerastase, um, if you're not wanting to spend like around that sort of, I think they're between like 40 maybe and 55 for mm. shampoos and conditioners, their masks, like if you just want to like, because like I yep. do spend... Like I think splurging on a mask, like you might use it only once a week. Mm -hmm. Their masks are absolutely amazing. Mm. They are so good. So I highly recommend if you're going to like splurge on one Kerastase product, give their masks a go.
1: And also if you don't want to buy Kerastase and your hair is really colour damaged, buy K18. If you want to buy anything, buy a K18 yeah. and get your that's hair back to That's more expensive. A good place. That's $99. It is, <laughs> it is. But you can still use your other stuff and then just use yep. that and you'll probably get yep. your hair into a better place quicker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. It's doing all the bond building. So, yeah, that's probably what I'd recommend. But this is a beautiful range. I've been waiting for ages to speak about it. So I'm glad I finally got to do it as my product didn't know I needed it.
0: Um, so you guys might have noticed that um, we have started releasing. This has been happening for a while now. Mm. We've been releasing episodes on a Wednesday, and that is going to be way more regular. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to ha- you're going to hear from either us or we have um, another person from our team, Sadaf, who will be doing one episode a month as well. Um, we're super excited to have her on the pod. You'll have Beauty IQ in your ears twice a week now, which is really exciting. We mm-hmm. did, Remember we did that during COVID? We did. Then things got really busy yeah. and now we're bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. We're still busy, but we're still yeah. bringing it back. <laughs> um, we're excited. We've actually got a guest returning. I one think of our the favorite next. guests of all time. I think it might be when the, the Wednesday that this episode comes yeah. out that one of our favorite guests of all time is returning and it's like yeah. more hilarious than the first one. Yeah. So get stay, excited. Tuned, stay tuned everyone. And if you're not on the
1: Facebook group, make sure you join. You can search beauty IQ uncensored in Facebook. Joe hard launched
0: on the Facebook group. Hard launched group. on the Facebook group. She's and so many people player. joined. So many people team joined player. just to see that
1: video. <laughs> so I will release exclusive content on there. It's like OnlyFans, but not
0: <laughs> maybe I will too actually. Maybe yes. I will yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm overseas, I'll start releasing some exclusive yeah. content on the Facebook page. All right. Done. Great. Okay, guys. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your
1: friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.